All right, party people, we are here for yet another installment of Legally Dirty Blonde, and today we're going to talk about day four of jury deliberations in the Maxwell trial. And I know I said yesterday I was going to try not to bog you down with legal bullshit regarding that New Mexico-New York argument, but unfortunately it became relevant today, so... I'm going to do my best to explain that legal maneuvering to you, and hopefully I can do a good job of it. So let's jump right into it. Like I said, we're going to talk about that jury note from yesterday that was confusing the shit out of everybody. And the reason we're still talking about it is because last night, the defense filed a letter to Judge Nathan requesting that she give supplemental or additional jury instructions on counts two and four because of that note. So here we go. Wish me luck on trying to explain this to you, but I'm going to do my best. All right. So here's what the jury question actually was. And remember yesterday we talked about this is in reference to Jane. Under count four, if the defendant aided in the transportation of Jane's return flight, but not the flight to New Mexico, where or if the intent was for Jane to engage in sexual activity, can she, meaning Maxwell, be found guilty under the second element? Okay, so that's still pretty fucking confusing. And it leaves a lot open for interpretation, I would say. But I want to explain that when the government has to prove a charge beyond a reasonable doubt, there's elements that come along with those charges. So in this case, count four has three elements. The first being that Maxwell knowingly transported Jane over state lines as alleged in the indictment. The second element being that Maxwell transported Jane with the intent that Jane would engage in sexual activity for which a person can be charged with a criminal offense under New York law. And the last element is that the defendant Maxwell knew that the individual was under the age of 17 at the time. So this question is focusing on that second element that they need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, which is that Maxwell transported Jane with the intent for her to engage in sexual activity for which a person can be charged with a criminal offense under New York law. The specific New York law is that sexual abuse in the third degree we were talking about yesterday. It's basically like non-consensual touching. You can look it up. It's New York Penal Law 130.55. So... That's the background of the count, again, and what needs to be proven by the government, but let's get into the defense's letter here. So the letter is requesting supplemental instructions to correct what the defense sees as apparent errors in the jury's understanding of the counts that are before them. So they're basically saying, based on this question, they clearly don't know what's going on. The defense is, is basically claiming that based on this note, they, that the defense is certain that the jury is considering a conviction on count four. 
and they're basing it on and that the jury is obviously basing this conviction on Jane's travel from New Mexico as opposed to New York. So I have to point out that the indictment and the part specifically as to count four does say that the defendant arranged for Jane to be transported from Florida to New York with the intent for her to engage sexually with Epstein in violation of that New York penal law that I just said. So in this letter, the defense is basically like, listen, if they convict her on count four, it's got to be based on travel from Florida to New York and these sexual acts have to have occurred in New York violating New York penal law. They're saying here that a conviction based on travel to or from New Mexico to engage in sexual acts wouldn't be based on a chargeable offense. They're saying that there is no charge in the indictment that is about New Mexico in that, in that regard. So they're saying that basically they're claiming if a conviction is made on travel from New Mexico resulting in sexual activity that this conviction would be on an offense that isn't charged in the indictment and that this is per se reversible error on appeal and per se in legalese means as a matter of law. So basically they're saying, you know, if you allow this to go forward without supplementing these instructions, judge, this is, you know, this is reversible. The law is clear. This is reversible error on appeal. So number one, my opinion doesn't really matter here, but I do take issue with this for a couple of reasons. I think, number one, this is ex clearly conjecture and speculation on behalf of the defense. They have no idea what the jury's thinking. They don't know that they're talking about convicting based on a flight to New Mexico. They're having one discussion about it. it they may have already come to the conclusion that they want to convict her for that charge, for that count on other facts. They just may be, they've been discussing it for a fucking long time, so who knows? So I think that that's purely speculative. Nobody really knows what this jury is doing. But also, I really don't think it's fair to say that these allegations are completely and totally distinct from traveling, the travel from New York to Florida or from Florida to New York. You know, I think that the core of the criminality alleged here is that a minor was transported over state lines with the intent for her to engage in sexual acts. It doesn't change the core criminality that is alleged in the indictment. It may, be, it may somehow change the location, but at the end of the day, it doesn't change the behavior. Again, that's just my thought on it. I don't know how the judge rendered her decision, but you'll hear that in one second. But just to be clear, uh, they are also claiming that they want these supplemental instructions for count two as well. Count two was enticing her over state lines and count four was actually transporting. So the letter also goes on to say that the judge's instructions that she said yesterday, I'm referring them back to the original instructions. And they're saying that her instruction to do that was substantively incorrect and prejudicial to the defendant and a, rever a reversal of a conviction would be warranted if it was shown that this was prejudicial or the jury charge was quote-unquote highly confusing. So let's be real. All jury charges are highly confusing, especially when they're 80 pages long. So this is a stretch of an argument. But anyway... You know, I'm no federal legal scholar here, but at the end of the day, I don't really think this argument holds too much weight in a federal court case. 
maybe in state court where you're solely discussing state laws, but you know, we're in federal jurisdiction now, baby. So in response to this rehashing of the argument this morning, the assistant U.S. attorney basically said, there's no reason to speculate about what the jury is thinking. And she argued that sending back even more instructions to the jury would only basically make the problem of confusion a whole lot worse. And honestly, I completely agree with that. I don't think any single person in this world, except for those people in the jury room, has a single iota of knowledge to say what the jury is considering or honestly what the fuck that note even really means. So at this point, I think it's all conjecture on the defense's part. And the judge pretty much agreed with that and basically told the defense, no, you're wrong. She said my ruling from yesterday stands and that the defense's argument that the New Mexico flight cannot be used to form a basis of conviction under this count is wrong on the law. So, you know, she didn't give a full explanation as to why. And I, like I said, I'm not a federal legal scholar here, guys, but... She said, no, it's just incorrect. So she's, and from what I've read about her, she's actually a big stickler for the rules. So I I don't think that she would take this type of argument lately, especially when they're saying, you know, your decision is appealable. Like if you, if you don't say what we say, we're going to definitely get a reversal on appeal. No judge wants their, you know, wants anything reversed from their court. So basically she went on to say, the judge went on to say that the flight from New Mexico can be a relevant factor in the jury's thinking. And the judge also added, just to emphasize this, that she's not going to give the jury an incorrect instruction. So she's pretty adamant that to, to add the, these supplemental instructions to the jury that the defense is asking for would be incorrect. And she's probably right. So what was the point of rehashing all of that today in court? A very important point, at least if you're a defense attorney on this defense team, it is them making a record for appeal. You know, I'm sure we've all considered the fact that if and hopefully when Ms. Maxwell is convicted, there will be 100 percent that there will be an appeal. And that's exactly what this rehashing does. You know, it sets the stage for a potential appeal down the road. And hey, listen, it it's a lot of boring legal shit that you probably could have done without. But That is the defense attorney's job, and we can't hate on them for doing that. And that's what they get paid the big bucks for. So aside from that long-winded legal argument, not too much happened today, although there were some, and by some I mean a decent amount, of conversations about Omicron variant worries. Earlier today, the judge seemed like super-duper concerned that they wouldn't reach a verdict before someone got COVID and that, you know, this would be a, a big issue. And, you know, this was part of her reasoning for extending the hours to six o'clock today. You know, she said it's time to have the jurors make plans to continue deliberating until a verdict is reached. And she said that this would this is a conversation now between the attorneys at this point and her, obviously. She said this would include Thursday and Friday, which initially were apparently scheduled to be off days. But then wait for it, guys. Around 4.45, the jury reaches out through one of their love notes, and they're like, we're making some progress here, Judge, but we want to go home at 5, and we'll start again tomorrow at 9. And I'm like, what? But anyway, the judge let them go. I guess guess we're not following our own rules right here. 
Um, she did say that they, she told them that they would have to deliberate every day this week. And there was some discussion amongst the judge and the attorneys, not, not in the presence of the jury, that they would maybe have to continue over the weekend if necessary. But I guess that they're crossing that bridge with the jury when they get there. So, you know, the defense has some concerns about pressuring the jury into a guilty verdict if they're feeling rushed or whatever. And the prosecutors don't want this push or pressure to be means for an appeal down the road either. So, you know, there's a balancing act going on here. But in 2020, there were a number of trials that were completely suspended due to COVID and the pressures that COVID puts on people. And even Judge Nathan herself had an issue with a juror getting COVID and they had to do FaceTime deliberations. So I guess that is an option for her, but we'll see. I'm honestly kind of confused why they were let go at five after all that COVID talk, but Judge Nathan's the boss of her courtroom, and that's what we're good. That's what that's what we're doing, guys. So, yeah. To be honest, um, if I had actually bet on this and bet on when a verdict would have come, I would have lost all of my money, guys, because we're here, done with day four, with another another full day of deliberations, and we still got zilch. So, hopefully, when they said progress earlier that means we'll have an answer in maybe a day or two but while we wait make sure that you follow this show on instagram at legally dirty blonde pod and on twitter at ld blonde pod for some pics and some court documents and filings that will you know that can explain some stuff that i'm talking about if you don't exp- if you don't fully understand what i'm saying also if you have questions reach out i'm here to talk but Until tomorrow, remember, legally, dirty blondes have more fun.